Hello, hello, Kristen here. Just wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded before the podcast name change. If you hear any old terminology, that's why. Thank you for listening. Hello, you amazing, notable women. Welcome to today's episode where I'll be interviewing Erin Zimmerman. Erin is a social media boss over at Elephant Social. And I thought it would be great to have her on the show because no matter what sort of way you're being notable, having a command of social media is so important. So she gives us a lot of great tips. She's very, very, very well versed on the subject. I was super impressed with her. And so I hope you enjoy this interview. Welcome to the Notable Woman Podcast. Today's interview is with Erin Zimmerman. Erin is the boss of Elephant Social and loves all things social media. This is her first year as a business owner, and we're going to dive right into how that's been going for her. Please join me in welcoming Erin. Erin, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Now, can you give me a little background on who you are, what you love, and what makes you tick? So I'm Erin Zimmerman. I am all kinds of things, but uh, first and foremost, when it comes to business, I'm a social social media matchmaker and strategist. And as you said, I, I love all things social media, I, maybe all things constructive with social media, not so much all things social media, because you know how, how things can get um, on different platforms if we if we let them get out of hand. But I just love helping. I love helping entrepreneurs and small business owners of all types to figure out their best social media strategy to reach their audience and grow their audience without, you know, making their whole life all about about social media because you can really get sucked into this uh, world and just be on the computer all day. And then it's like, well, where did the rest of my business time go? And so what makes me tick when it comes to social media is really getting people into relationship-based social media strategy and how much better that is than the push, push, push of uh, what could become their, their sales and marketing strategy and also the over overwhelming I know that's not a full word, but you know how overwhelming things like this can get. And I, I want to stop that overwhelm for them. Um, so that is, that's kind of me in a nutshell when it comes to my business. Other than that, I am a wife. I am a sister. Uh, you know, my, my best friends range in age from 20, my younger brother, who's 20 to my granny, who's 93 years old. And I just love spending time with my friends and family. I'm an avid knitter and I have been in business for myself for a year now as of October 1st. That is awesome. Congratulations. I think your point about loving all things social media, I just created my own my own haters folder just so I can, you know, screenshot them so I can laugh at them later on. So definitely trolling is a weird, weird psychological behavior. But I love that you talk about relationships. I think that's a really important part of social media and I'm glad that's a focus of yours. Now, what education and training did you get so you could be where you are today? Um, honestly, as silly as it could sound, I guess, as silly probably as it sounds to my dad more than anyone, is uh, experience. Experience was my biggest uh, training and education for what I do now. Um, yes, I have a college degree. It's in film and new media. And uh, so there was a little bit of, of social media and that sphere that I that was talked about. 
but I didn't specifically study the media. That actually wasn't even a major when I was in college. So I, out of college, I worked for a family friend for a year and I built up social media on that end, but I was also into video production and photography. And then for four years, I was with my corporate job and I was in the marketing department there as a multimedia designer and marketing manager. And a big piece of that was social media, as well as designing all the social media, you know, scheduling it all out and all of that fun stuff. And I really did when I was able to do to work with social media and and work on the campaigns and focuses and stuff. It was a lot of fun. But it just I, I knew there was more out there for me. So I have since invested in a couple of things, including my very first program that I invested in uh, for myself was a social media freelancing program. And that really set things off for me. That's awesome. A couple of follow up questions on that. Uh, where's your undergraduate degree from? I went to the University of San Diego and it's not uh, it's not UCSD and it's not uh, San Diego State University but it's a little Catholic school kind of in between the two and it was great because it was a smaller university. I guess I've always really loved everything about knowing people you know the Cheers theme song sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name and that's totally what it was like. I loved being able to see someone I knew everywhere I went. It wasn't everyone you know but it was nice to see friendly faces and so San Diego <laughs> that's awesome I actually you know, one my background is in theater so I am you know and I uh, my graduate degree is also in in drama so I do know University of San Diego I went to UC Irvine oh my gosh yeah so I do know exactly what you're talking about and then also my undergrad was super super tiny and there is something delightful about going somewhere where everybody does know your name and you can smile and say hi and I really yes. enjoyed that for my college experience as well so I connect with that oh the other thing I wanted to say was just that having again, a creative background, I think that in many ways, those sort of degrees tool us for these sort of careers, because you have a brain that can think in many different ways, you can creatively problem solve, and also you can visually problem solve. And what is social media without an understanding of one problem solving creativity and visualization, right, probably have a great sense of imagery. So we should all go out and check out uh, Elephant Social so we can see that. Now, how did you decide? You, you talked us through this path for you from your undergraduate into this corporate job. And how did you decide it was time that you wanted to work for yourself and launch your own business? Due to a few circumstances, I had been thinking about it for a couple of years, not necessarily launching on my own, but finding a new job. Because in my head, I was like, well, it's always easier to find a job when you have a job. And I didn't really think I could make my own job. Um, and so in April of 20. 2015, um, I have a friend who was who had cystic fibrosis, and he passed away in April of 2015. And what had happened was most recent or very recently, like in the year before he passed away, he was finally living his own dream. And he was an artist and a really, really good artist. And he was someone that when we were in high school together, he was kind of like, you know, he wanted to go with the in crowd. And he really, he was a good friend though, but he totally like pushed being an artist off as something lame. So he finally was getting into what he really loved. Um, and then his life was cut short. And I, I just kept thinking, you know, that's not, that's not fair. And it's not the first person that I've lost, but it was like, you know, that one last one that it really punched me. Like it really hit me hard um, because he was doing what he loved. And so he inspired me to look elsewhere, to not rely on someone else to give me a job, um, because then that's relying on someone else to make me happy. And so I started thinking about, well, what do I really like? 
well, I really love film. I love all things film. I make short films. And as, I mean, as awful as it sounds, the four years I was in that one corporate job, I wasn't making films. Like it was like the inspiration had just drained out of me. You know, you work so much and you come home and that's it. You're ready for bed or, or TV shows or whatever it is. And so love everything film. But I thought, you know, I need to start with what I'm really good at. I knew I was really good with social media and I wanted to help people with that. And so I actually caught a webinar um, a few months before I went off on my own. And then that was, that led to my first um, program purchase uh, all about, you know, freelancing social media and how to connect with potential clients and things of that nature and went from there. So that, I think that was in July. And then in August, I, I gave my notice in October. October 1st, I walked right out into the brisk autumn air. It was my favorite time of year. It was the perfect time. And it was great. Like, I don't regret one bit of it. I'm still friends with most of the people that I worked with, which is also great. <laughs> uh, your friend who passed away, what was his name? His name's Chad. Well, I think Chad would be very, very proud of you with what you're doing. I, I hope so. And I'm, I don't know, it's one of those things when I go, he happens to be at the same cemetery as my grandparents and a couple of other friends. And so I go and I make the rounds when I'm up there and I do talk with him, but I feel like he knows. And though I did start with something I was really, really good at, now it has evolved into I've added what I'm passionate about as well, because just a few months ago, I realized, you know, I'm not doing what I dreamed of necessarily. And I know you need to work a little bit to get there. And I did, I worked through it and now I've infused it with what I love as well. And so now I feel much more aligned with, with Chad's work and mission as well. That is awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. I think that's so important aligning yourself with, with your work because we spend most of our day at work and it really needs to connect with you as a person, uh, what you're passionate about, what your, what your mind is, what your soul is. And so I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I think that's really awesome. Now we'll get a little more into practicality for a second. So what kind of steps did you take to get yourself started? I joined that program. And honestly, I didn't go all the way through it because I only need pieces of it. Honestly, I think the reason that I loved the idea of it so much was it was empowering to me. I hadn't really thought, oh, I could do this on my own. I kept thinking, oh, I need to find a company that'll hire me to do this for them. And so finding that program really helped. And I was able to go through some of the modules and realize I already know a lot of this, which is great. Of course, with social media, as with a ton of other things, you have to constantly stay on top of what's new, what's trending, all of the shifts and changes and rules. But it was a great starting point. And then from there, it was a lot of believing in myself and and still to this day, it's checking the news for the day, seeing again, what updates are happening and trying new things. So that's a lot of it as silly as it sounds. Um, like I said before, it comes with experience, but with, it's a lot of trial and error, um, finding out what works for me and then what works for other people and going for there from there, because not everything that works for me is going to work for all of my clients. It's a, it's a pretty personalized experience on that part. So now your clients, are you managing social media for them? That's what I started out doing. And in June of this year, I actually, um, kind of took a bit of a step back. I went to a retreat. I had um, lost a little bit of um, excitement and inspiration around my business. I was managing multiple accounts for people, but 
what I found was that people were just wanting to pass it off completely. And they were like, yes, we want you to get our likes up, but they weren't, they weren't invested. They didn't seem invested in it. They knew social media was important, but they didn't know why. And so they were completely disconnected. And as much as I tried to write in their voice and be their brand for them, um, it's really, really difficult to do that when they're fully trying to disconnect. And so I kind of, when I went on this retreat with, for five days with people I had never met in person before. So of course my husband's like, did you meet these people on AOL chat? Um, <laughs> which ages me a little bit. I was like, Oh God. He's like, are they real people? Um, yes. Thank goodness. They were real people and they were a real big help to me because, um, they were able to hear me out and listen to like, you know, why I felt stuck things that I don't, you know, I don't talk through with myself, but if I say them out loud to someone else, they hear different pieces that I'm not necessarily listening to. And so that's where the, the relationship piece of it came in because honestly, I was tired of social media. I was tired of the negativity. I was tired of having to, you know, work so hard to get results for people who didn't care. I still love the design of it. I obviously love the strategy around it. I love working with people. But when I do um, full social media management for people, it's when I fully believe in what they're doing and it's when they're willing to work with me on it um, because they have to be in it so much. And a lot of it, it comes down to I will do the work for them to post, strategize with them, but then they will go through and engage after the fact. Um, but the relationship piece came up in June. And so that's why I'm much more strategy because I love to personalize with each business owner, how they're going to tackle it based on what they like about social media and what their clients and ideal clients and potential customers like about social media, where they hang out, um, and really just taking the two things and putting them together so that it's easy. Uh, there's some kind of ease and flow to it, as well as that relationship piece, because you really are in an ideal world for me, people would all be using social media to build relationships, uh, not just to spread negativity or, you know, uh, you know what I'm talking about, troll, things of that nature, just share opinions just to spout off. Um, it really is, it was made, Facebook was made as a platform to connect people. Um, and so I, I would love to see that happen again. And so that's really has become my mission since. And uh, I definitely feel a lot happier and more connected with what I am doing, even since June. <laughs> that is awesome. So can you give us a little that that certainly is a great glimpse into what your first year has been like already. I I think one of my follow up questions would be, do you have a system or a special test or some sort of I don't know, uh, I don't know, I, I'm trying to think of a good joke, but I'm, I'm sort of out of jokes. But how do you know <laughs> if you if you're if someone who is an, a, a potential client, if they're actually going to do the work or if they're just in it for, you know, sort of, I am supposed to be into social media, but they're not really in the relationship. Do you have a, a way that you can weed those folks out? Yeah, I do have an application to talk with me. Um, and I know, first of all, if someone doesn't want to fill out this application, which is not very long, uh, but if they don't want to fill it out, then that kind of, you know, helps me out a bit to begin with. 
but I, it's a conversation. So I start out by talking with them. We meet face to face, sorry, mainly through Skype, unless I have a local business, um, reach out to me, which has also happened. And we talk and I just, I don't have specific questions, like a specific rundown of interview questions by any means, but I see where the conversation goes. And I ask them, what they like and what they don't like about social media beforehand. I will look and see if they're already on social media and see what, what kind of interaction they've done, um, what their history has kind of looked like when it comes to consistency, things of that nature to see, are they really on the platforms where they should be hanging out if it's not fun for them. So I ask them what's fun for them and what's not, because the majority of the people that I work with now are either planning to DIY it. And so again, they're trying to bring that ease and figure out what they should be focusing on next and how they should be focusing on it. Or they're looking to have their, pass it off to their VA, but still kind of be a part of that conversation. Um, So I definitely make sure that those are two of the things that they're wanting to do um, because otherwise I'll give them all of this. I'll give them all of me. We'll work together. We'll come up with this awesome strategy. And then it it does fall by the wayside. And it has happened before. But um, a, lot of, a lot of what I do is following up. I give uh, very simple steps, action items to do, and then follow up pretty quickly after that. And my favorite is working with people at least for three months at a time, because it's awesome to see what kind of growth uh, they do get. It's not always in likes. It's not. I like, I go for engagement much more than I go for likes because when people are engaging on your social media, more people will see it. Um, that's just, that's just the process of organic social media. And so that's what I like to do is work with people for three months, really reevaluate after month one, try to work through what worked? What didn't? Where did you find resistance? Why didn't you feel like you could post? Things like that. Because then I'm really able to see, um, well, are they really in it or not? And a couple of times I have at that point kind of reevaluated with them if they want to continue with me because I don't want to, if, if this isn't something that they really feel that they need to be focusing on right now when it comes to their business, then it's it's not going to work out though. I think it should be a focus all the time. Sometimes they're worried about other things and it just doesn't happen. Um, and I'm here to get people results. So, um, we do kind of reevaluate it after month one and go from there. That is awesome. I think the application is very smart and a, and a good process. And I think that if I did something similar, which don't, don't worry, I'm definitely not going to do. But I think that that's a good process. I have such a better connection right now talking to you like this and I would be able to get a better read than if I had, you know, a, a set standard question. Because then I might feel like I might miss out on someone who maybe answered differently, but in person we would totally jive. Now, I would love to pick your brain about what do you think social media mastery looks like? And might you have sort of a pop culture example for us to grasp onto? Yes. So mastery of social media means, or to me, it looks like you are showing up consistently, sorry, the elusive you, not you specifically, uh, are showing up consistently where you want to show up. But it's not one of those things where you have five accounts, uh, like Twitter, Instagram, you know, five different platforms um, that you're running off of. And you're like, well, I'll show up uh, in Facebook sometimes when I feel like it. And uh, if I feel like it, I'll go over to Instagram or I'll go over to Pinterest. It's really knowing which 
you know, starting out which one to two are working best for you and growing. And then from there, once you feel like you've, you've really got uh, a consistent growth pattern and you're being, you're able to post consistently there, then repurposing that content to go to other platforms as you choose. But it's really, it's to me, it's a very personalized process because if I don't like Twitter, I'm not going to be consistent on it. So it's not something that I should focus on. And you want to make sure that your people know that you're going to be there at some point. So even if you only want to post to Instagram, if this is this is the absolute least if you're going to be there. But if you only want to post there once a week, you let your people know I post there once a week, which is a silly thing to think of because people love Instagram. But it's really being consistent in the way that you feel is comfortable for your growth and and showing up and engaging with people. It's not dropping the ball and having people comment or ask questions and not responding for a week. It's being pretty responsive because social media platforms are the best kind of customer service and the quickest customer service, but they can, they can backfire on you in an instant if you're not, you know, really paying attention. So if you're just posting and going, it doesn't work that way. You need to be talking with your people. So that is Social media mastery to me is really interacting. Someone who I think is, I mean, when it comes to relationship-based social media uh, strategy, making your audience feel like they're part of the journey and maybe making them feel like uh, they're your best friends based on what you're sharing and questions you're asking and things of that nature, as bad as it may sound, the Kardashians have that down to a science. <laughs> they do. Like I can go, I can go to an Instagram account and just to see what's going on like once a week. And it's like, Oh, I know, I know all the behind the scenes things. You're my best friend. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that that is, well, one, it's a perfect example, but two, super fascinating with, uh, with the whole Kardashian robbery, because I think that the social media really came into play. And this is, I very much the first time that this has happened where we've certainly seen celebrities been, you know, uh, sort of very vocal about where they are on social media and paparazzi using it to find them or whatever. But this is the first time that someone has used very grand social media posting to then set up a heist essentially so you know kim had posted the ring she posted that they were in paris for the um you know for the fashion show and i i just i i think it'll be it'll be interesting to see how she personally changes up her social media now that this has happened to her and i'm very very sorry about it. it's a very very terrible thing and also to see how that affects everyone because the kardashians have been the model for how to run your social media and i really do think that this is going to change things quite a bit obviously this interview is going to air after down the road yes yeah. down the road a little bit but i think it'll be fascinating to see but i do think that anything they post becomes it's selling like hotcakes a second later so they definitely They've definitely got that influence down. Yeah, they've got the relationship thing down. But at the same time, they're also, if someone were to ask me, you know, what's the best example of an oversharer, they're probably also what I would say, uh, because you have to you have to feel comfortable with what you're sharing. So if you don't like, you know, sharing behind the scenes with your kids in them, that's fine. Get your kids out of the picture, out of the video and show what you're working on. It's very much trying to get people connected to your message, your mission, your movement, your product, your service and you and really being part of 
the story and they are they are really good at it to the point obviously of uh, people being able to figure out where the heck they are at any given moment and so that's where the oversharing comes in and that's something that you can easily you can easily share and not overshare to that extent. So I don't want people to be scared that something like that will happen with them by any means, but it it can happen. (laughs) Well, and I I think that is a a good point that, you know, um, there are, everybody in the world has different life circumstances. You could be divorced. You could have a scary ex-boyfriend, you know, stalker. Your work doesn't like to know about certain things that you do and you do this side thing. And so you're not going to post a social media thing with a wine glass or whatever. Everybody knows that they, that they, these sort of things exist. And I think that you don't think that the Kardashians don't control their social media because they absolutely do. They have special lighting. So they look better. They wear certain clothes. You know, someone has lint rolled them before they took that picture. Absolutely. So they're highly controlling what they show. And so should we, you know, I, I, if I think I don't, look so great in that picture I don't post it I take another one I do think caution can be a very smart thing when it comes to social media and uh, I I think that your point is really valid that you bring up about kids if you don't want to put pictures of your kids well that doesn't mean you can't show a behind the scenes photo you can still do it but you just don't take one with them in it. Definitely. Um, yeah, because I know I have spoken with people before, and this is why it's such a personalized experience with each of my clients or even just people I talk with about social media. There's no one size fits all. And so people can say, oh, I want to do what the Kardashians are doing. And then they see, you know, this robbery happen. And it's like, but you don't have to just take the elements that you want to do. Don't I mean, you don't have to share all your jewelry. I mean, if, if that has nothing to do with your business, then don't. They show their outfits because they're getting money for modeling these outfits. You know, they're they get money for what they're doing. So if it has nothing to do with your with your business at all, unless you're wanting to show, hey, here's here's my work from home lifestyle. That's completely different. But you're most of the time people aren't being aren't being flashy with what they're you know what they're wearing or what they bought or something like that just for the fun of it. There's definitely a strategy behind it with them, and there should be a strategy behind it with everyone who uh, who's using social media. I love that. I I'm kind of going off on tangents here, and you are just. You are strategy lady. I love it. It's perfect. (laughs) Now, if someone wanted to get better at social media, what should they do first? They should talk to someone. It doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be a social media strategist. But I feel like they need to talk to someone about why. Why do they want to get better at social media? Don't tell me, oh, it's because I know it's important, but I don't know why social media is important talk to someone, like try to figure out what it is, why you feel like you need to get better at it. But besides talking to someone, um, you need to figure out what you love about social media and what you hate about it. What platforms do you like? Um, What platforms are you getting the most engagement on? And then what platforms do you hate and you're absolutely not consistent on? And go from there. There are plenty of steps, but again, it's personalized to each person. Um, each person, each business, each individual. When I say talk to someone, uh, it's because I went so long in my own business kind of thinking, oh, well, I went off to run a business on my own. I need to do everything on my own. And that's not the case. So whether you're talking to someone, for example, I offer 20 minute uh, strategy sessions. So you can talk to me that way. And that's for free. Or you can talk to a friend or you can, you know, hire someone else if you'd like. But really getting 
outside perspectives on things or talking through if you are kind of confused with what to do next, talking through it with someone can really help you figure it out because a lot of the time you know what you should be doing, but you're so confused with, you've confused that uh, with what everyone is telling you you need to be doing. Um, So talking to someone is really important. But yes, also figuring out where you like to show up. Um, because like I said before, if you don't like to show up on Twitter, um, and you have an account and you tell people you're going to be showing up there and it's like once every three months, then just don't even bother with it. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent points. Now, if someone wanted to follow in your footsteps and start their own biz, what would your biggest tip for them be? I think it would be the same. Talk to someone. So talk to someone who does it. Um, what I found, especially more recently, like in the last six months, which I love so much, is that people are are moving towards collaboration and connection over competition. And that was something that always really annoyed me growing up about, you know, group groups of friends. And when I was a cheerleader and things of that nature, I felt like I was always competing with other people, even just in school. But now people are trying to help each other. I can't be the only social media strategist in the world because there is no way in in heck that I'm able to work with every single person that needs my help. Talk to someone. Talk to someone who has a little bit of experience or someone who might know someone who can who can like hook you up and potentially be a mentor. But if you have if you have an idea that this may be something for you, don't just sit on it. Like take action and talk to someone. Excellent tips here, Erin. I'm loving them. Now, what would you say is the biggest assumption people make about you? In my business or just in general? You could say whatever you like. Okay. The biggest assumption is that there, if you work in social media, uh, you're a social media manager. So you're going to take everything over. And like I said, I've done it for people before. I still will do it for some people, um, but I'm much more selective. I actually, uh, more often than not, recently, (laughs) people don't, people are coming to me saying they don't know what a strategist is. And so they just assume. So when I say to them, how come you haven't talked with a social media strategist yet? I like to really do my market research with my group and in other groups and ask questions. And the most common response is, well, I don't need to hire someone to do this for me, or I don't want to pass this off. And it's like, but you're still confused with it and you don't have a strategy. And they just automatically think that I'm a manager and all that I want to do is just take it from them. That's not the case. I want to help them. I want to make it easier for them. And I want them to get results uh, so that social media can work for them instead of them being a slave to it. Though sometimes we do like to spend a little extra time on social media and that's totally cool. I know I go through my new, my newsfeed pretty often uh, on a personal basis, but if you have other things to be doing and if you have other relationships to be building and working on, then it's much better to get get in there with social media and then pop in a few times to interact throughout the day and not have to worry about it, not be overwhelmed with it. Excellent. Now, what would be one takeaway you'd want people to get from this podcast? Uh, One takeaway that I want people to get from this podcast is to work with other people, to collaborate with them. Uh, If you are early on in your business and you you can't afford help, uh, that's okay. People will barter. Uh, People will collaborate with you on whatever it is you want. Um, You can ask people questions and they will answer them for you. Not everyone will, but overwhelmingly... Um, communities that you will find online uh, will 
people will work with you if you're interested and if you really love what they're doing. So don't feel like you're alone and don't feel like because you work for yourself that you have to become a hardcore introvert. Even if you are an introvert, that's totally fine, but connect with people, even if it's just to chat and find out more about what they do about or about them as an individual. Just because, you know, if you're working from your own perspective for so long by yourself, it can get you can get a little lost uh, because you're you're not sure what to do next. So connect again. Excellent advice. Now, do you have a book you would love to recommend to the Notable Woman audience? My favorite book, still, and it's been over a year since I've read it, is called "Sick in the Head" by Jed Apatow, and he is the director and producer of like all of my favorite movies, which is so funny because they're all you know those guy movies. But I love him, and this book is. One, and I'm sure he did not intend for it to be this way, but it has turned into my, like one of my favorite books on business, basically. But it's really just a book where he, over the years since he was in his teens, has interviewed a ton of people that he looks up to, including, you know, comedians and actors mainly. And he just has interviewed them. And they are great because they're talking about their lives in show business or their personal lives or what it took for them to move up in uh, their professional lives. And so it's a really cool read. Um, I'm sure it's just as interesting to listen to on Audible or something like that. But I always tell anyone I talk to who's like, what's a good book? I tell them to read that book. And when you purchase it, uh, all proceeds uh, go to charity. So that's a plus as well. <laughs> that's awesome. I've heard many people told me that I need to read that. So now I'm definitely going to do it because it's um, my goal is to read every book that people recommend here. Now I got to do it. Do it and then tell me what you think. I definitely will. Now, how can people get in touch with you if they want to connect? They can find me. Um, I have my website, elephant-social.com. I I love to connect with people through my website. I have personal accounts uh, for Twitter and Instagram, and I love it when people connect with me on there. And my handle there is at Roman Twin, R-O-A-M-I-N twin because I am a twin. Um, and then also on Facebook, facebook.com slash elephant social. I have a Facebook group that I would love if you're interested, if you have questions about social media or want to learn more about how to personalize your social media strategy, join us. Um, we love to interact in there. And uh, that group is called Be A Social Elephant. And then if you find me on Facebook, my name's Aaron Zimmerman. Friend me or message me or do both. I'd love to talk with you. Excellent, Aaron. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Aaron Zimmerman. Wasn't it great? She's got so much fun, energy. I really enjoyed chatting with her. It's so fun for me because I get to see people's faces and how they light up when I'm interviewing them about what they're talking about. And Aaron really, really loves social media. And it really, really shows. And I think it's a really important part. If you are going to be doing social media, you have to love it. And I think the reason she does is because she understands it's based on relationships. It's not a hardship. It's fun. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Got lots of great useful tips. Check out the show notes, thenotablewoman.com slash podcast. You'll be able to find Erin's episode. So you can get all those great links to her group and her Facebook page, as well as her website. Thank you for listening. 
love being here. Love working on this podcast. I can't wait to be back with you again next week. Bye for now.